I want to welcome you back to our daily Bible study time. I'm glad you're with me today. In fact, we're beginning a new series of series of studies, several days, and I, I'm going to approach the subject a little different, and I'm calling it, If Jesus Christ is your Lord, what then? What difference does it make if you really want Jesus to be Lord? Is there an essential way you look at life? Is there an approach that you take to daily activities if you really want him to be Lord? And all of that is true. There is. And we want to look at that. And to set the foundation for that, I want us to examine the fact that this is the basic truth. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord of all. He's either Lord of all of our lives or he's really not Lord of our lives at all. And I want us to look at the fact that the Bible teaches that Jesus is Lord. In Acts 2.36, Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost said, Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And then Paul says uh, something along that same line in 2 Corinthians 4.5, for he said, For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. So the emphasis of the New Testament is the lordship of Christ. The word Savior describes Christ's death on the cross. He did save us through his death on the cross from our sins if we trust him. But that's not used nearly so much as the word Lord is used. It means master. It means ruler. It means the one in authority. It means the boss. And it really means the owner, too. When the Jews of the first century believed and trusted in Jesus as Lord, they meant that he was now the true God, the Messiah, the one over, over their lives. When a Gentile believed and trusted Jesus as Lord, it meant for him that he could not say Caesar was Lord or any other false God was Lord. Only Jesus was Lord. Only Jesus was true king. So I just want to put this foundation truth in your minds and hearts. This is the central and basic affirmation of the New Testament. And he's called Lord 433 times in the New Testament. We see him in action, in speech, and activity. And as the New Testament church followed him, and after his ascension moved on into the new world, they declared one basic message, Jesus is Lord. Savior's mentioned 24 times. Lord's mentioned 433 times. Now, he is Savior and Messiah. But the primary emphasis of the New Testament is Lord. In other words, he can't really be your Savior and your Messiah if you don't trust him with everything that you are. And we have emphasized rightly his death on the cross. And without his death on the cross, he is not Lord because that's how he provided salvation for us. And when we trust him, we trust what he did for us on the cross and accept his forgiveness and salvation. But we also allow him to be Lord. The first very, the very first announcement that was made concerning him by the angels before his birth and at his birth to the shepherds was, for today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In Acts 10.36, he's declared to be Lord of all. In Romans 14.9, he's called the Lord of the dead and the living. In 1 Timothy 6.15, Revelation 17.14, and 19.16, he's described as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So notice then, 
the fact that he is Lord was obvious in his very teaching, his very actions, and his death and resurrection. Matthew 7, 29, we read, he taught as one having authority and not as the scribes. There was the ring of divine authority about his message, and what he said came from the fact that he is Lord. They said of him, he never, we've never seen anybody who spoke like this man. His deeds proclaimed his lordship. He not only spoke with authority, he acted in authority. He lived with authority. He commanded the lame to be able to walk. He touched the deaf, the dumb, the blind, and gave them healing. He raised the dead. He authenticated his words by his deed. Deeds, only one who is Lord can really do that. His claims reveal that he is Lord. He claims such authority. Some people say, well, Jesus never claimed to be God or claimed to be Lord. Oh, but he did. John 13, 13, Jesus said, you call me Master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. When he gave what he called the Great Commission, he started by saying, all power and all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Now go and make disciples. You see, he has the authority of heaven behind him. All creation acknowledged in one way or another that he was Lord while he was here. The elements of nature, the wind, the storm, the water, all became docile at his feet as he spoke, peace, be still. The demons of hell possessing men and women acknowledged his lordship. Mark tells us in chapter 3, verse 11 of his book of the unclean spirits, when they saw him, they fell down before him and cried, you are the son of God. This was characteristic of his whole ministry. Wherever he went, when he encountered demon-possessed men and women, the demons within them acknowledged that he was Lord. Now, they didn't yield to him as Lord, but they admitted that he was Lord. The men who knew Jesus best, his disciples, his followers who walked with him, ate with him, slept by his side, and saw him do all the things he did, they acknowledged him to be Lord. It's best summed up after the resurrection when Thomas was encountered by the resurrected Christ. He said, he's my Lord and my God. So as I've said, this is the primary and central affirmation of the New Testament. It's also the primary message of the followers who took that message after he went back to heaven and began to share it in the power of the Holy Spirit. As Paul said, we don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus as Lord. This was the emphasis of the early church. Why is Jesus as Lord? Why is Jesus Lord? Maybe that's maybe the question you're asking. I see it because he was God in human flesh, and he was Lord first by divine appointment. God appointed him, Peter says, God to be both Lord and Christ. Jesus is Lord of all by appointment. He has the right to exercise authority over our lives because God determined and preordained that Jesus should stand as Lord in relation to the human race. He's also Lord because he's God. In Colossians 1.19, or 1.19 we read it, it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him. See, all the fullness of God is in him. And in him, Colossians 2.9 reminds us, it dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus also, Lord, because he's creator, Colossians 1.16 and 17 tell us, for by him were all things created, and he is before all things, and by him all things 
altogether. When you look into the stars of the night or the sun of the day or the mountains or the trees, Jesus is the creator behind all that, and he is Lord. And we're going to pick that up tomorrow. So today, this one who is Lord wants to be the Lord of your life. So give him opportunity to do that. God bless you. Have a great day.